so welcome everybody to our second installment but first real episode of k1 queens so this week we are going to start off um, with a little bit of reddit tea and the what's happenings in the 90 day community we're then going to move forward and talk about recap this week talk about what the couples got into the couples that are showcased for this season um also maybe point out the fact that Bilal and Shida were added at the absolute last fucking second like with no one knowing not even in the promo um but I want to go ahead we'll start off hearing that tea from Kaya she seems to know everything about everyone so I'll give it over to you all right hi everyone I feel like I need a smooth jazz like like a smooth jazz intro like when I come on with the reddit tea <laughs> da, da, so, da, 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 da. okay there she is all right so I guess my first sort of point of contention today is about Yeve and Muhammad have you guys heard about this oh I think everyone has heard about this <laughs> yes <laughs> So just for our listeners who may not be in the know, um, I use ScreenRant.com, the illustrious uh, source. Um, but basically, allegedly, things with even Muhammad have gotten like super ugly. So I also want to preface this by saying if you don't want to hear about domestic violence, please skip forward a couple minutes. So we know at the end of the tell-all that there were text messages between Muhammad and another woman, right? Um, so it turns out I read those text messages <laughs> and he basically was saying like, I would just keep you in bed for days. He said he would go to an attorney. He also said he oh, didn't care about, right. And he like said he didn't care about Farron Yves kid, which like that to me is a little far, you know? It's so horrible. Cause like Farron was so since It seemed like they had a relationship. Like right. Farron seemed to really like him. So Agreed. that's awful. And apparently he was saying that he didn't want to split the rent and bills 50-50. So I don't know about y'all, but like if my man refused to split the bills 50-50 with me and just said, no, like you pay for everything, I'd be a little upset, you know? And then he's like saying this to another woman, right? So apparently he was talking to not just the woman with like the leaked text messages, but another one. And so then a day after this, Muhammad apparently pressed domestic violence charges against Yves. Now, apparently, there's a hearing happening on September 6th, so we'll stay tuned for that. But then Muhammad is now claiming that Yves was also having an affair with a man named Mike. So there's so a little... Let, let me add in, though, because I did read this, okay? So Please. I want to add that. Because I also read that there's two sides to the story, which is that Eve is claiming that the messages were like the messages were very, very real. But him saying she he was a domestic assault victim was not real. And that Ooh. she's now saying that he is claiming that so that he can get a different sponsor. And because being a victim of domestic assault under the K-1 whatever is actually a cause to get another sponsor. So he would get another woman sponsor. But there was a video that he, I think, submitted to evidence or something. It was a, it was an audio, which means it wasn't video. It was an audio recording. So I'm sorry if I said, you know, video. It was an audio recording of her, quote unquote, nagging at him to like help out with daily chores around the house. And she's like, oh, clean up this. I need help with this. And at the end of the video, he says, don't hit me. Which again is an audio, not video. I'm so sorry. But at the end of the audio clip, so there's no actual proof that she was doing that. Right. Or if he just said, oh, don't hit me to kind of create this scenario that like he, to make himself look more like a victim. And so people are saying that he was actually scheming with the woman he was texting 
in order like she it was like her whole plot right I have heard I that. oh my god is right. there truth to that do you know I mean I that's what I'm hearing on reddit that like this like it's a very he said she said situation and I don't know part of me feels like you know this Muhammad situation like it's obvious he was using her right like I don't think we have any reservations no, any doubts that. anymore right <laughs> no. so if that's the case this fraud scenario kind of makes sense doesn't it like he is now claiming domestic violence against Keith because he wants another sponsor it could in theory make sense well you know what I just thought of which is kind of crazy that it's kind of like a foreshadowing of like the their actual season because remember mm. how he texted her and he said that he wanted another sponsor so where did he hear that he could even have another sponsor so it could have he could have been talking to someone that entire time that he was there <gasps> or when he got oh, there that's good you might have just debunked it me being crazy because i would think that way but But, okay but let me say this also though this was like another problem this is another point about muhammad that absolutely had me screaming like screaming at the tv bill's second part of the tell-all was last week right and there was that scene i don't know if it was Bilal and shida or someone else there was a scene that they replayed on the show and it was it was the one where shida had hit Bilal, and Bilal was like "Eh, stop it or whatever and then everyone was like oh no that's wrong that's just respectful that's whatever and then Mohammed's dumbass he goes oh but we weren't there we don't know both sides and I was oh. like did everyone else catch that because like we were screaming at the tv because he's literally acts like a cult leader like he literally acts like someone who would lead a cult against women I don't know but I'm also just hearts out hearts and love is sent to Eve's friend that literally time and time <laughs> a fucking again was just like he's using you he's a piece of shit and now Eve's like whole world which was already messy is like now just fucking crumbling in front of her because of this horrible ass decision so agreed I honestly thought at first maybe her friend like not I didn't think her friend was a hater but I was like maybe they're just very different maybe she's just not seeing it so maybe I was naive and which I'm sure a lot of viewers were as well and thinking like no like maybe it's not that it could just be the cultural difference but no that friend could see right through him and yeah. she knew like she was right it was it was the, the the oh my god like that's how you know it was the baby voice for me <laughs> like oh my god yeah. how did he say don't hit me don't hit me <laughs> i don't know that i can't find the actual audio i'm just keep seeing oh reports of it. i wish we could like um, play that that'd be funny right like oh my god no I'm just and like there was he just doesn't talk right like there were so many things about Mohammed that are just very weird like I, I don't know like he's just off like the way he talked the way his hair looked there was just so many things about Mohammed that were just very like like off like the, I, I don't know I don't know okay Kaya jump to the jump to the other drama all right so the other drama that we got is Pedro and Chantel right so we know they're in the midst of a very messy divorce now I watched the episode promo for family Chantel um and so they filed for divorce in May after six years of marriage pour one out for them Um, very sad you know like a marriage ending is always you know a sad thing and like I feel like they were definitely like into each other in the beginning um But this is actually a direct quote from Pedro um, in the promo. So he says, she's the same person that I met before. She's not been growing with me. I don't want to change her. You can be the way you want, but please be equal. Put the same amount of effort that I've been putting in all those years. 
So an interesting quote. And then Chantal sort of comes back with, well, you know, he's abandoning me. Like he obviously was using me for the green card. And then the real drama of the promo was that Pedro is alleging that Chantal drained their joint bank account of $265,000. Oh my gosh. What did she buy? So apparently when she filed for, when he filed for the divorce, the next day she drained the joint account of all, you know, their money. And so I have to say, I mean, part of me is like, you know, you go Chantal, like, you know, obviously this man used you like, you know, get your coin. But at the end of the day, like that's a joint, that's a joint account. You know, joint like, account. I, yeah. You know, I'm married. So like, you know, we, my, me and my husband have a joint account. And so to drain that is just like an extra, like, fuck you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it's also, it's not going to look good for her legally either. No. I mean, it's like, it's like catnip to a lawyer. So, I, <laughs> uh, so it's okay, simply like a rash like, decision. Well, I got a question though. And maybe we know the answer. Maybe we don't. If you're married to someone and they get a green card, I'm assuming he got his green card. Some people usually get them after like a year being married. Did you, and then you get divorced, but you have your green card. Are you a legal citizen at that point? Like what is the protocol? You are a legal citizen because you already went through that whole process. And then I don't know how long it is, but maybe we could do research on this for the next episode. Um, Like you're able to file for um, citizenship. So it's after a certain time, because I don't know, I can't remember if it's green card, then um, become a resident and then become a U.S. citizen. But once you have that green card, you have that green card. Unless you, I think you commit like a felony, that's like the only way that like you would be able to be deported. But once you have your green card, you just renew it um, like after a certain amount of time, I believe. And then you can, after a certain amount of time, I think you can um, apply to become a resident. And then after a certain amount of time after that, I think you're able to become a U.S. citizen. Okay, so I don't want to jump back because I hate Mohammed so much. Why does Eve not just like ship his ass back to Egypt? Like with a quickness, like with a swiftness. That's a good question. I don't know. I think they're for the process, though, they're already married. I don't know if he has his green mm. card yet. So, like, like, you can't, like, you can't, like, double back on that and be like, fuck it, like, pause, <laughs> hard pause. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just thinking out loud. I think you have to get a divorce because it really depends on what part of the process they're on. So, who knows? <clears throat> excuse me, we know they got married. So we don't know from that point on, because we saw it, we don't know from that point on how, like when they put the paperwork in, if that paper, because also this stuff takes a long time to process. Yeah, so like, we don't know pause? how, like where the process it is, was it approved? What, like, is it still in the system? And then this is all happening. But if he's trying to get another sponsor, then I don't know. Like, I, we don't know what part of the process they're in. Because I think everything's backed up right now in general, like in the government, so- and you can't I, pause sure. the process. Like if, like if you've submitted it and it hasn't been accepted, can you call and be like, cancel that? I, I genuinely don't know. I don't know. Oh. Maybe. I mean, now that there's like legal stuff going on, who knows? Okay. Okay. Kaya, what else do you have for us? All right. So in like the lightest, mildest of teas, uh, my favorites from season two, Muhammad and Danielle met up. Um, and I just think they're cute. Like they're like friends after their divorce. You'll love to see it. You know, I feel like Danielle <laughs> has been put through the ringer on this show. So like, I really do root for her and I really want her to, you know, 
be happy and move on from the TLC franchise. So that was just about all the Reddit tea that I have. So messy divorces and then even Muhammad. So we'll keep an eye on that for sure. Um, can I add, I want to add one more thing that we didn't touch on that Kaya, Please. you and I did talk about. So we all saw Jabri absolutely have a fucking meltdown, right? Oh. On part two, absolutely do too much continually time and time again. Um, so he absolutely did too much continually. So we now read on Reddit, which I don't know who we should shout out here, but it was said that one of the reasons that Jabri was so acting so out of pocket was because he had just recently found out that him and Miona were not picked to be the last couple on this season of Happy Ever After, which would make sense why Shida and Bilal were kind of shoved in this week with literally not a single mention in any of the promos. I literally went back to the last episode and watched the fucking promo to make sure I wasn't crazy. I wasn't. They did not exist in the promo. Yeah. And I, I think was surprised too. Like, I was like, what are they doing? Um, they were just yeah. on last season. Like, yeah so, so yeah. rumor has it, it was going to be like Jabri or Miona, Jabri or Miona or Bilal and Shida and they got picked so he was like no press is bad press and decided to act an absolute fool in order to get his name and whatever left of social media following he might gain from this franchise um one thing I wanted to add and I was going to send this to you guys through a text message but um I thought it would be better to talk about it on the podcast one of my friends she sent me an audio and she said that she actually commented on one of Miona's posts and said hey girl like what happened you let Jabri um like um steal the show or something like that why didn't you say anything and um Miona deleted her comment so I'm sure a lot of people were like girl like why aren't you saying she did not say a single fucking word not a word so like surprised and I I didn't like that she was kind of letting him do his thing and act out and act crazy maybe she was pissed too but he was just like I'm just gonna be quiet and let him do his man like I was like real man like he was in that say anything Yes, like he was in that sheen ass looking suit, like just looking a <laughs> fool. Like honest to God, John calling him sparkles to this day, that was amazing. No, I wait. wish they had fought. Not just sparkles, sparkles. Sparkles. <laughs> sparkles. Okay, okay. Um, do we want to get to the couples now? I think we do. Yes. What what time are we? Okay. Okay, so we're gonna start with this season let me go ahead and give everyone a little bit of preview so like i said in our first episode we're each going to be kind of focusing on couples and then doing like a round robin um obviously our queen alexa is not here this week she just got engaged Yay, Alexa. Congrats to her and Kyle. Um, But we are going to be kind of covering, because this week they didn't show all the couples, we're just going to be covering the couples they did show and going over the promo for next week. Um, So I'm going to go ahead and kick that off with Yara and Jovi. Um, So this is a couple, y'all, I missed, I missed I miss my big mouth catfish, y'all. I miss him. <laughs> um, we all know Jovi, who looks like a catfish. Um, their their storyline to this week was pretty chill. Um, mm-hmm. Basically, it started off with uh, me, like, not me, <laughs> Yara getting really cute, and then Jovi yeah, being sure. like uh, saying a lot of like really off the wall shit. So Jovi said he believed that him and Yara would be divorced at this point if Baby Milo was in the picture. That was a shocking thing to say right out of the gay um because they're also if you follow them on instagram like they're cute as fuck and they look happy as fuck so it made zero sense uh then we saw yara getting ready looking so hot per usual 
Um, Jovi is jealous because he's a grown man child. And he, we knew this from the first season though. Like he, he wants to go out and have beers with his friends because he's a father and a husband now. And he doesn't get to be drunk as much as he wants. Um, and God forbid her, the woman who is a single mother, six months out of the year and carried the baby, um, wants to go out with her friends. Anyway, gets her to the point of tears, sends her out. She goes out with her friends. Her friends politely say, uh, that Jovi is unattractive. I loved that. <laughs> I, I loved that. I loved that friend. I loved everything she was. Um, she politely says that Jovi is ugly as fuck and that Yara could do better. Um, and we all knew that, but she just kind of said what mm. we were all thinking. Um, and then we also find out that Jovi is telling Yara her boobs are ugly, which is like all, and then he, like, Anyway, the episode ends with we, we see Yara starting to find out about the Ukrainian thing, um, you know, Russia on the Ukraine border. I don't know exactly when that was filmed, but it seems like it was probably this earlier this year. So maybe like January, February. I'm super sad that that's going to be a big part of their storyline this season. But over and all, very, very happy to have this couple back. I've loved them since the very first season. I've loved following them on Instagram. But... I don't know. I do. I want to see Yara with someone like Brad Pitt. Yes. I mean, I don't know. Thoughts. Beautiful. She's so beautiful. Like <laughs> really that's is. one couple that I wasn't super familiar with, but just from what I actually like, what I got, everything I got on this episode was like all I know about them. Um, but I just thought it was so disgusting that as she's about to go out, have fun, like he puts her in this negative mind space, like right before she's about to go out to like pop possibly for her to not go, which I think is so crazy. Um, so that was awful to see, but I'm excited to see this couple. I think, I mean, it sucks that it's like a really hard time for her, especially with everything that happened with the invasion of Ukraine, but I think it's going to be a really interesting season to see them. And I just want to circle back to Joby saying that Yara's breasts don't look nice because fuck him for saying that, you know, because like, and here's my thing. Joby is the type of guy, and I, I have to be honest, I feel like he's the type of guy who just will continually date younger women, like Yara will be his first wife and then like they'll divorce and he'll date somebody who's like 24, you know, and that it just really wrote me the wrong way that comment. You know, like, I feel like I'm just getting some red flags from Joby, especially with him putting her in that horrible mindset, like, as she's about to go out, as you said, Osmari, like, it was just rude. And like, there's no need for that. I think that- you just have your child, like, she's feeding your child. You know, I'm not a mother, but like, it's crazy that you would say something like that, because she literally carried your child for nine months. She's feeding your child, like- that happens so those are working breasts exactly like instead of empowering her making her feel good about herself and like letting her come to him say you know what I don't like this about myself this is something that I want to do in the future get a surgery or whatever and and like make those comments I just think that's disgusting I think a lot about Jovi is disgusting and Osmore. I really, I hope that you saw like the background, right? So like we remember her, yeah. him being like, oh, you were more fun when we were just like fucking in Europe. Like no shit. Like she's literally a mom now and he's like shaming her for being a good mother. She's like a kick-ass mother, right? Mm -hmm. Like I think we saw a lot of growth. I think they were on the last season of Happily Ever After. We saw so much growth there. Um, and so now I just, I can't stand a lot of things about him, but honestly, to God 
it's just crazy to me because you know the, the couples will usually do like a, a joint interview and then they'll have like separate ones and when he said I don't think we'd be married right now if Milo wasn't here I just kind of sat there and I was like bro like what's gonna happen whenever she watches this back like are you gonna defend right. that comment like are y'all argue I don't know it was batshit but let's go to Summit and Jenny because I could literally talk about Jovi all day <laughs> All right. So Samit and Jenny, first of all, I mean, I'm, I weirdly am rooting for them. So I just want to preface all of my critiques of them with, I still love them. You know, like, I feel like Samit really did give up a lot to Jenny. Jenny gave up, gave up a lot to be with Samit. Um, and I just like the way that this is sort of playing out is interesting um, because I feel like they aren't really like they're happy right like but they're not necessarily like like there's no drama like the drama is that they got married right so let's like just kind of circle back to like all of their different drama so remember Michael Jones when they showed the picture that freaking sent me that was very funny <laughs> um and like she literally was like yeah like he was some jack dude from London girl you didn't really yeah. think that um and so then basically he's lying about having a wife we saw that sort of in the last couple seasons which do y'all like I mean what do y'all think about Samit hiding that he had a wife from Jenny just generally I think that, okay their storyline is batshit like honest to god whenever I was re-watching this right so Greg has Greg is not knowledgeable of them right and I only am because they're like season one and two couple and they've been on this for forever and so I know them because I watched the full 90 day journey you know thing mm -hmm. on them right so I know and even just that little like looking back montage their story is just batshit for a lot of reasons because like visually obviously they don't go together which is why I think a lot of people don't root for them um but him lying about who he was then him lying about the wife then this whole episode based around him suddenly having this moral high ground of being like i right. have to tell the truth bro like your whole personality is based on lying what is one more <laughs> lie if it makes her happy like for real agreed and like and that was the thing like when you think about like jenny and so it's relationship it's all based on lies you know, like, so what oh, is, yeah. again, what is this moral high ground? And so, so anyway, so we kind of go and we see like an introduction to like their married life. Um, that roller skating scene was pretty fucking funny. Um, I had a good laugh. Jenny, was cute. I was cute. I was like, okay, I'll go on a, on a little date. And then Jenny with like her aversion to the salty lemon water, for some reason, it was just so boomer of her. And it just really made me laugh. Like, she's like, I don't like that. I don't like the salty lemon water. I literally just started cracking up. Um, and so the big controversy, like we were saying, is that like, okay, family submit does not know that they're married. And so we find out that they were actually going to tell them at the tell-all. Which, do you guys think that that would have been the right choice? Because for me, why would you tell them on national TV? But I get then again, they told them on national TV with the cameras in episode one. So I don't know. It just seems like a bad format. I, I think that yeah. no matter what, no matter what, I think the reaction would have been the same. But honest to God, the point where I had tears in my eyes was the mother saying, if you come to my house, I will make fun of you and then kick you. <laughs> that is like the I mean ultimate diss. Like, like I understand you know again I am not a mother so I but I'm trying and I play devil's advocate a lot but I'm trying to understand where the mom's coming from you know like it, I'm pretty sure isn't Jenny older than his parents 
So she so. like has her son and she's envisioning for him to have like a long marriage, have children. And obviously that's something that Jenny just can't do for him, you know, but so, so I get that standpoint, but like the point where it's like, okay, it's your son. He can do whatever he wants is his life. And then the reaction she had, like you would have thought he died or something, the way she cried and was like freaking out on him. Like that's what really took me back. I was like, okay, I get you're not happy with this decision. I'd be pissed. And then even more pissed. Cause I'm sure like for them being there in that ceremony would have been super right. important. But just the way like she cried like that, I was like, you would have thought something awful happened. Like, okay, it is what it is. But I just, I would have just got up and walked out and would have been like, you know what? I don't want to be here. I wouldn't have had that reaction. I think it's also the fact that he, Jenny said, how many times I'm not comfortable with this. This Mm -hmm. isn't going to go well. And then they actually, she's so uncomfortable, right? And then they sit down and he doesn't say anything. Nothing. Not one word. (laughs) And then I think uh, his mom's name is Sadna. And so then Sadna, she literally is like roasting Jenny to her face. Like she's literally saying like, your arms are big. You're hot from making tea, like, and throwing all of this shade. I'm like, now Jenny can tell that like the mom is obviously like tittering and like talking shit, right? How uncomfortable is that for Jenny? To just have to be like abused in another language and just sit there while Summit says nothing. Right. She understands some stuff, you know? So I think that's super shitty that the mom would even do that. But, the mom but again, it's also, also like TV. So but like we don't the know. mom, the mom literally gaslit the fuck out of her though when she was like, No, I didn't say that. And I'm like, yeah, she did. we just watched, we just watched the, the video. Like, I so wish Summit had like had that his Discovery Plus app out. It was like actually I was literally thinking that when she said show me, I was like, or pull out your phone. Like I was like saying it out loud. I was like, pull out your phone and pull up that clip and show her right now where the hell she said that. No, but honestly, also the the look in the brother's eyes, right? The look in the oh brother's eyes when he said it, and the brother is like, like, "Are you fucking for real right now?" I was done. It was, it His eyes the whole time were like that. He was literally sitting in the corner, like. <laughs> and then the uh, sister-in-law is just sitting there, like mouth agape, horrified. Yeah, she's like. Yeah, uh, that scene was great. It was great. And then one last thing I want to point out, well, two things really. Jenny cleaning the corners fucking sent me because the mo- like her mother-in-law was coming and I was like, shit, that is totally me whenever like my parents or my in-laws come to visit. Like I'm cleaning every crack. There better not be any dust or anything, you know, in my house. She says she checks the corners and I was, <laughs> you know me, I know she checks the corners. <laughs> I think for me, I'm like a fucking, I'm like a fucking clean freak. So for me, when she was like, oh, I'm just going to like check the corners and she started sweeping and all that shit was in the middle of the floor. I was like, bro, you live like this? Like <laughs> I I had a, I had a Matt Mr. Clean moment right there. I was just like, I, if I had one hour in that house, I, it was, it was not okay for me. <laughs> All right. Well, oh, I think that's God. it on Jenny and Summit. I mean, I'm kind of excited to see their sto- their storyline play out this season. I mean, this was the big drama, though. Like, they're married. What What can the parents do? Right. 
I so just want to know. No, also she is thinking about move. Remember in the promo for next week, there's That's right. um, that she wants to move to the U.S. And he's like, "We might break up, or we might have to separate." It's which That's what I we don't do. get. I don't get it. Like his parents fucking hate that they're married, and I'm like, but I the thing about them is, and that's what's so weird. We can all agree they don't go together visually. We can all agree that, but I actually genuinely feel like there is love there, and I Agreed. don't understand I do it. And I'm like, so why in the world, if your parents are like "fuck ya" and they don't want anything to do it, they're not going to approve of it, no matter how much you suck on your mom's tits. Like it doesn't matter whether you're there or in Palm Springs, because that's where Jenny's from. So I'm like, why? Just move. Just move. Right. Agreed. Because they don't want to be around just culturally, though. I'm sorry, Kai, to cut you off. But I was just going to say, I think culturally, it's just like the family unit is so important. And I think for him, like having his parents approval just means so much. And I know sometimes that can be a little hard to like wrap our heads around because our families may not be like that. But I think that's why he's trying so hard. Because another, I think if it would have been anyone else, it would have been like, you know what? Fuck you guys. I'm going to be happy. I'm going to do what I want. Which in a way he kind of did that because he still married her. But I think it's to a point, you know, it's to a limit. So we'll have to see what happens. I'm curious. Okay, Asmari, give us the lowdown on Elizabeth and Andre. Okay, so Libby and Andre. Um, I was kind of shocked when she said that she was going to start like possibly a singing career and that they were <laughs> building like a whole studio for her in her house and just like that awkward, like, awkwardness with her dad there and he was like wait can you like, pause? I'm hearing about another child and you're like gonna try to change your career like it was like I want to know what you guys think about that because again Livy and Andre are ones that I haven't seen from the very beginning I do know some about like a little bit about them but what did you okay. guys think about that for me that I thought it was so random Kaya you're married you're married I'm married I want to ask you a question please what would your father do if your husband started throwing around the f word screaming at you in front of him you know uh papa dennis he would have not he would not have it to be honest with you like and this is the thing that really gets me about andre he talks to his wife like she is some sort of object and he, he just he's so aggressive with her and like i could never imagine my husband speaking that way to me and he just he just raises the level every single time so to your point sarah there would be a fight because like that would just it would just not be acceptable because logical and all that chuck could muster to say was oh what about your work obligations to me Wait. chuck your daughter <laughs> just got cussed out maybe be a father here stared at him he was like as he was talking to his daughter like that like my dad like i'm not married but my dad would have literally thrown hands would have got his shotgun like it would have been right. a war in that house and like, his dad was just or her dad was just looking at him like as he was talking it was just batshit to me absolutely batshit um what do I think about Libby's Libby's singing career though I want to go back to your first question yeah um y'all I have so many thoughts about this couple I don't think y'all understand how much I love Libby and Aj I don't think you do and it's not for the right reasons right like it's it's entirely wrong when she said that I audibly, and she was like, yeah, well, I just, I'm, it's going to go where it goes. And I'm like, what are you, like, are you, like, going to, like, push off stardom? Like, you're expecting to, like, pop off, like, Beyonce, and you're just, like, like, trying to be, like, humble about it. Like, you're just, like, this hidden gem of a talent. And I'm like, what the fuck? 
exactly. you know, the only thing I could think of in that exact moment when she said she wanted to start a singing career or whatever was Darcy and Stacy. Like, uh, oh my god, <laughs> I was dying. I was like, oh god, please, please don't let it be another Darcy and Stacy situation where they think that they're freaking Beyonce and Shakira out here. And no, have we but heard I- her sing on an earlier episode though? I don't think we have. Have we? I don't think so. No. I, I don't that, know. That's why it was so out of the blue. I followed them for four, three, four seasons at this point. Never once has it been said out loud that she is into singing. And that's that was, like left field. Here you go. Like, and one thing I want to point out too is that like they are also living off of Chuck still. Because she's still working for the family business. Andre asked her father for a $100,000 loan uh, to like start his own branch of the real estate company. So with what money is she going to launch? Well, Chuck's money. She's going to launch the same career with Chuck's money. But I mean, that's why he said, what about your commitment to me? Because he knows that everything they have is because of him. Um, Also true. So yeah. I was just like, okay, um, random, like just a studio being built across the hall. Nice. Um, but kind of going back to like how he was talking to her, like one thing that I did kind of like is that she did kind of stand her ground and she put that boundary where he started cussing and her daughter, their daughter was right there, you know, children pick up these things. And she said, don't talk like that in front of your daughter. And I really liked that she kind of stopped him there because clearly just the way he's talking to her this isn't like something random like it must be something that happens all the time so I'm glad that she's at least kind of standing her ground he just Andre always takes things like things will be at zero and he will take them to 100 for no reason at any given moment like living with him like being in Libby's shoes literally I feel like has to be like walking on eggshells constantly because like he's just absolutely insane and has a fuse of like a five-year-old emotionally unintelligent child and not a child. so yeah um, but I, but I no. just didn't like that but I like that she at least stood her ground so hopefully we see more of that like throughout the season but something that I wanted to bring another thing I wanted to bring up was um the lunch thing that they um that Libby had with her sisters and her mom um first of all I started like laughing so hard when it just started storming out of nowhere that's to like run inside uh, like I thought that was so random and funny that happened right at the beginning but the mom okay I have issues with the mom okay like I understand that she wants all of her children there for her birthday and she wants them to get along and um I just don't like that she expects her daughters to put themselves in an uncomfortable position just to make her happy. Like, I think that's gross. And I feel like a lot of families try to do that and like kind of put things under the rug and just like put people in situations that they don't feel comfortable in. And I, I don't know. I hated that. Like, I felt like, and she said something to one of the daughters, I can't remember right now, or said like, you're being um, judgmental. She's like judgmental. Like, that's just how I feel. And I mean, again, I'm kind of referring for like people who may not know, referring to um, Libby's brother, Charlie, who got into a huge fight with Andre. And he's also an alcoholic. At least that's what I got. I don't know if you guys want to add more to that. He's a a raging alcoholic. So honestly, I think that was what was even more problematic. Well, first off, 
seeing those three sisters together brings my heart warmth. Um, it is like watching the Kardashian sisters for a million and a half reasons. The first reason is all of them like slightly like trying to flex and like one up each other, mm -hmm. but like without actually like doing it. And Libby's like, oh yeah, I'm totally gonna have a singing career. And they're like, really? And it's just like, <laughs> oh, it's so cringe. Like watching them it communicate. Is. But I will say all three of them are very, very strong women. So whenever their mom said that and they all kind of teamed up and were like, no, fuck you three million times and this is why, I loved that. Because Charlie is a raging alcoholic. He is a literal menace to society and he's, his behavior does not need to be enabled. Like they absolutely need to say, no, we refuse to hang out with you and him together until he gets help. Because Charlie actually really does need help. Like it's not healthy. Agreed. And I, yeah. I, I really like what you said about them standing their ground together. Like I, you know, usually I, I have to admit, I'm not the biggest fan of family Libby. But in that moment, I really did feel like that, like sisterly, like, no, like, we're actually going to stand up to some of your problematic behavior. And we're not going to allow you to enable Charlie, which I really appreciated. Because, you know, the mom, I think, while she thinks she's not being unreasonable, She's asking and asking her daughters to put themselves in an uncomfortable situation. Exactly. Her. Well, and, and they even, even gave like options. Oh, I'm sorry, Sarah. No, I, I was just going to say also their children because like they right. all have children and like exactly. it, would, it wouldn't just be a birthday party of adults. And like if he starts acting like that, I'm, I don't know. It was just there's so much more than meets the eye. Osmari, you go. Well, I wanted to kind of extend to what you were just saying too, is like Libby even brought up that point. She says, it's not just us. Like we each have our own individual families. And again, like the same point of the children are there and they see that, you know, and like, that's just not a good situation for them. But what I was going to say is that even the sisters were giving like, like, um, like resolutions to like what they can do. They're like, he can check himself into a rehab or go to therapy or do something, but like he needs help. And like, clearly you know, that's their brother. I'm sure they love him and they want the best for him. And they're saying, you know what, right now, like, it's just not okay for us to be around him. But like, if he gets the help and he does what he needs to do, then everything will be fine. So hopefully like we see maybe him getting checked into a rehab or something throughout the season. Um, or more I mean, fights. I was about to say that, I mean, you know, there's a piece of me that maybe don't have the rehab just yet you know maybe oh we God. go ahead with the 60th birthday or whatever birthday maybe it's like you know I don't know the only other thing I'm going to say about that family though is that and my husband said this I'm going to steal his quote right do you ever know like you know you know MAGA people when you see them yeah there's not a doubt in my mind every single one of those people owns a hat that says make America great again Oh, 100%. You cannot convince sure. me otherwise. You cannot For convince sure. me otherwise. That's my, that's my last comment. Honestly, I'm just so excited to see where this evolves because I know this is a season where we find out Libby has, is pregnant. Um, I'm sure that'll come out within an episode mm -hmm. or so. I think that it was also just like, I don't know. Like, I just like her whole, like the, 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 and this is just like a mind fuck, right? Like this is just like, go, this is going back to that very first scene when Libby and Andre are showing Chuck the house. And I think this just really speaks to their own family dynamics. This is something that I just see a lot of nuclear, like white families in America. have. I think this is a really 
prevalent in white families, the very first thing out of Chuck's mouth was, oh, have the siblings seen it? Are they going to be jealous? And I just like that yeah. being like the very first thought about them having this new house was just absolutely crazy. And I think it just speaks to like how all these siblings are in this very toxic, like weird struggle for Chuck's love and affection constantly and we've seen that through the barbecues the picnics like every single family event it's who can we who can get our dad to love us the most it's just very weird it's sad too because it's like those are your children and you're like having them go against each other and one-up each other when it's like you should just be happy for all of them and what they have going on but right before like before we move on we just had to bring up the recap scene of Chuck crying like when he <laughs> let out that yelp I, got, you know, I was like oh my god like I get it you know poor man he's gone through a lot like health wise and he just wants his family to be happy and be connected whatever wait, wait, wait. what like, was the line what was the line I didn't I beat cancer twice or something and yeah. I t- he was I like, know. I didn't wait. He said, I didn't beat cancer twice to have this happen or something like that. He was like, and just the way he said it, I was like, dang, fuck. So happy you guys brought that up because I was talking to my boyfriend and I told him, I was like, not to be mean, but how is that relevant? <laughs> cancer, Thank why would you, you say that? I was like, okay, but that was irrelevant. Like, yeah, yeah, don't I'm make it about you. it was just so weird and I was like well Chuck if it's that bad like get cancer a third time I guess like I don't feel like your life's that bad like all right let's move on let's move on I'm sure I hope we get another crying scene from him but we'll see okay I'm gonna move on to uh to Kim and Usman we all know I'm an Usman stan I I just adore that man and his ability to scam um, so this, this week mainly focused on Kimbali. Kimbali. Okay. My very first question, I've got two polls built in here, right? So we're going to take two polls in a second, but my very first question is this, why are they on this season? This is called happily ever after. And they are not even, they are not even engaged, much less married, but we're one, together. Of is, one of them is sure they're even together. And the other one, like we don't even like why are they on happily ever after like they're not even engaged so anyway we the, we start off we see kimbali getting her teeth whitened because she's insecure because of people on reddit um and it was very skewed priorities because we see as she's sitting in the chair um she's missing teeth so maybe instead of paying to get our teeth whitened we make sure we have all of our teeth first but that's well, just my preference um yeah okay we all saw it we did I saw it I was I was confused okay a little key though when that whole scene was happening I I don't maybe I just miss it but I was like when she was like looking in the mirror and looking at herself she was like they look great and I was like what changed like I I don't know I didn't know (laughs) she was getting white and I was like I saw those teeth and I was like what changed (laughs) i'll take it a step further of being an absolute fucking hater let me take it a step further shall we i've been to my fair share of dentist office in my life i know the channels that are available on the dentistry tvs in order for her to pull up a video of her boyfriend's music video with him with another woman on the dental office tv she would have either had to airplay it off her phone or make the dental assistant go on youtube and look it up just look to tell up. 
I, I was like, I'm an, I know this was just for the show. Like, I know that. But sure. the, the dental assistant having to pretend to give a shit, she deserved an Oscar for that performance. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> oh my God, that was funny. I just, I, okay. We go on from the whitening appointment. She meets her two friends, which we met last season with her, I think. Um, basically, Kim acts like an, a crazy person. Like she was saying words that any, any person in their sane mind would immediately flag as insane. Um, and then every single time they did anything, any level of disagreement, whether it was a facial expression mm-hmm. or anything, she walked off and cried, which we've seen before. Um, she's now saying she's going to propose to him and that she's completely okay with the second wife. So I have two things. I've got two polls. My first poll is this. Do we believe Usman isn't cheating anymore? We believe he is full on all the eggs in the Kim basket, yay or nay? I say nay. There is no way, and all the Zaras of the world would agree. (laughs) Okay, so all three of us are nay. Okay, because whenever it showed the past preview of her, like, we all remember the tell-all where she finds out she's being cheated on on the fucking tell-all. Right. Then, then she goes, oh, well, he apologized. And then I had to pay for two more trips to Africa. And now I know he loves me. Absolutely batshit. Okay, so the next question is, do we believe they will get engaged by the end of this season? Actually, I do. I and so too. Because I feel like this is a second chance to get to America like he's not gonna fuck it up but I don't know that's what I'm saying I'm saying nay I'm saying nay I think that he absolutely will fuck it up because he's already fucked it up three times like I I have no faith in his abilities to be to not be talking to multiple women well we did see her throwing another drink on him so you could very well be right I think it's really just it's a matter of time I mean I want to see just her temper too because that's the second time she's done that so I feel Mm -hmm. like that's just a thing she does from what I've what we've seen she's done it before so I think that's just her temper like she just can't handle it and she's like let me throw this glass of water okay no I think she does I think she has a temperature but I also like she spent so much money on him and this is the thing that they gloss over I don't know if you guys know this so if you can recall the first season with Kim so right so he had um what what was it was uh big lisa big lisa yes. was his first bgl yeah baby, girl, baby girl baby girl not big lisa baby baby girl <laughs> lisa not big not big baby girl lisa. i remember the bg so i'm sorry um i'm thinking of angela so okay so we had baby girl lisa he cheated, whatever. She was racist as hell, right? So then we moved on to Kim, which again, like already a screaming green card. But mm-hmm. I think the thing is, once we actually get to this point, like he's asking her to come to Africa, like all these times, she's willing to do every single thing she possibly can to like get him to do this. But she mentions in this episode, oh, I'm going to meet his parent, his mom, which we all remember that from baby girl Lisa. But this is the thing we don't know. In the very first season, she makes this big to-do about how she's her mother's main caretaker. And I don't think a lot of people realize the lot, the very first time she went to Nigeria, when she came back, her mother actually died less than a month later because she mm. actually, she really slipped because 
Kim was not there to take care of her. So now she's back in America and she does, her mother is dying. Her son is obviously not living with her and like they're close, but not that close. And she's like alone. And so like, y'all, I don't know. I think it's messy. I think it's going to be really messy because I think she has a lot of emotions. I agree. She has a lot of big feelings and you know, I worry about Kim in this. I really do. Any, any woman who is more than willing on the onslaught of marriage to say, yes, you can, uh, you can actively have sex with another woman and have her children, but you're going to love me more. Mm. Not for me. Not for me. Who, I mean, it happens I mean, in other relationships, but not, no. Not and I also, I just want to point out one thing that really grinds my gears is that she bought him a PS5. Do you know how rare those are? Super. Like, super. Like, she really would have had to go through, like, some extra effort to, like, buy the PS5. I'm like, dang. And, was, he, and like, she's she's old, too. So I know she didn't know how. Right. I feel like Jamal helped her, for sure. Is that the son's name? Yeah, I think so. I don't know if he helped her. It had to be <laughs> someone else. He was probably like, hell no. Like, you're not getting him this. But really quickly, before we move on to the last couple from this episode, I wanted to go back to what you guys said about like her having like a lot of emotions. And one thing like we talked about when we saw the episode yesterday was that it like people will have an opinion no matter what. So like if you are setting your ways and you know what you're going to do and you don't want to hear anyone's opinion, then don't tell anyone about it. So that's one thing that really got on my nerves of like her reacting the way she did when her friends had an opinion. And it's like, don't tell people then because people will have an opinion if you're telling them about something. And if you don't want to hear anyone's opinion, and just don't say anything. So I, like, I know we already talked about that, but just like her reaction, I thought was just like yeah. so extra. And it's like, just don't bring up what you're going to do or your plans or if you don't want to hear it, you know? And I feel like that's just her all the time. So we'll she have to see what happens. She, I feel like she's going to pop off on his mom. Well, she just absolutely cannot seem to take anyone disagreeing with her, whether it's Usman, mm-hmm. her At friend, all. just really, really like emotionally, unintelligent in that sense like she just cannot combat criticism like she cannot take criticism of anything um which it's just gonna sound we're gonna see how it plays out I hope to see more of Usman next week but Osmar I'll let you finish us off with the fan least favorite Bilal and Shida all righty Bilal and Shida you know I one thing that I was thinking is like I I'm not the biggest fan of Bilal. Like I thought he was so annoying in the last season and just the way he talked to Shida and just how condescending he was. And he literally acted like he was her father figure. It was super weird. But one thing I've noticed, and you know, this could just be TLC reality TV. Like, I feel like they made him look so good in this episode. Like, I don't know if it's just me, but I was even like, he looks very attractive, but he's such an <gasps> asshole. And then no. I, was, I don't know why I thought that, but I was like, they're looks so cute and I I hate myself for thinking that but I thought he looked really good and then they made him seem chill and nice I feel like for the most part this first episode maybe you guys don't agree with me there but I just feel like they're they may take that like um that spin of making him look good. Cause you know how reality TV can, can be like, they can either make you the hero or the villain. And I feel like in his season, he was like, definitely the villain, but I don't know. I feel like they're going to spin it for people to like him more. That was just a vibe I got. I don't know what you guys think about that. 
I agree with your vibe. And I also think Shida might be pregnant. And so they're trying to spin this like happy family narrative. But I don't buy it. Mm-hmm. I feel like Bilal is scamming. Because even, even yeah. in his best moments, he still is an asshole. Like down yeah. to his core. And I just, there's something about asshole. him that, yeah, it just, it rubs me the wrong way. Like just, and even when he was um like talking about their like little, like having kids and like you know and they were sitting on the couch like they just never really feel like they're on the same page to me you know and that's a problem I think so my opinion of Bilal is incredibly negative like I hate that man like I if there's a spectrum like if there's a spectrum of like love and hate like I'm 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 off the spectrum of hating him I've never seen someone girl boss gatekeep and gaslight quite like Bilal like honest to God the scene where they're at like it's just little things he does that just makes me want to fucking hit him like whenever (laughs) she like doesn't like her tea and he's like oh no you can't have my drink and I'm like oh super bad husband and then like the whole time she's like saying stuff like she's really uncomfortable with his ex-wife whenever he called his ex-wife by her name and I'm like bro you were married to her for years like I know you know her name like so disrespectful but then like Shida literally is saying things like I want to look like a unit like I want us to stand next to each other and like suddenly he's like Mr. Chill I don't buy it for a second because it just makes me feel like he is just going to step back so they can like fight over him because he has statistical problems and it's all for his ego to stroke it because at the end of the day it's been made very clear that the ex-wife is the one who left Bilal for a lot of the same reasons Shida doesn't isn't so thrilled literally the same reasons for the same reason um the same fights that they're having that was like the same reason why Shahida had left him exactly and so I just feel like I you know I do believe Shida's pregnant right now I fully believe that which is why if they are trying to spin it it will be very difficult to do because he's a horrible human being inside and out but I do I did notice that he took more of a back seat in this episode than ever before but it almost in my point of view it made yeah but it made him that much worse because every time he did open his mouth it was such a piece of shit thing to say or do like the drink thing sent me over the edge like, I was holding it I'm like bro come on like that's your and, wife and, and then the, like don't you have it like that don't you have money like that you can't no get her he doesn't and then the thing with the straw saying, like, in quotes yeah and that interaction that he had with the straw and he was like oh you got your spittle on there like no like like that's the thing about bubble is he continually is the worst. And it's like, in a way that he doesn't even like Shida. Like he acts like he doesn't like his wife and that's what's so frustrating, you know? He just really, honest to God, sometimes I feel like he married Shida just to piss off his ex-wife. Like, mm, just I to piss off. Because I didn't even realize, and I guess this was a detail that I missed last season, right? Because last season was their first season and their intro was pretty short. So maybe I didn't remember it so well. I did not realize that they met online and were engaged within three months. That was one of the things that Mm. I was kind of like, oh shit. Like I didn't realize before she moved to Kansas City, they had only been in each other's presence for seven days total. So like that's- I didn't know that they got engaged that fast either. 
Yes. And so that's like, for me, I'm like, oh, well shit. Like that makes it even more clear. Like this is a totally to piss off his ex-wife. Um, B it's like, I think he sees Shida as like this little, like pretty thing that he can like boss around and be ultra submissive or whatever and manipulate. Agreed. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, one thing I wanted to bring up too, is like what the main Um, like their main storyline was for this episode was like the misunderstanding or the fight or whatever you want to call it between um, Shida and Shahida. And I want to play a little bit of devil's advocate here because I feel like I see both sides in a way. And I don't know if you guys feel that way. So like for like on Shida's end, like the prenup conversation needed to happen just between Shida and Bilal. Like, I don't think Mm -hmm. that like Shahida should have even talked to Shida about it. Like, I don't think she had any like nerve to even say anything to her about it because if it's anything regarding the children, I feel like that's the conversation she needed to have with Bilal and be like, you know what? I heard that you're going to do a prenup or this is happening. And like, it's concerning to me, like if she doesn't sign it or whatever, because of the children and talk to him, she did right. not need to talk to Shida and like go to her house. And like, that's where I agree with Shida. It's like, she came to my home, was in my kitchen and was like talking to me this way. And I felt like, and she felt like attacked in a way. And I, and I get, it, especially if a prenup is something that she's not familiar with and something that she didn't even want to begin with. But then I also understand Shahida's point of view in the sense that she's thinking for the well-being of her children. So I don't know what you guys think, but I just kind of felt like, I I feel like I'm leaning more towards uh, Shida, like her situation Mm -hmm. and how she felt. But like, I kind of understand where both women are coming from. But this is where Bilal needs to step the fuck up, be a man and like have these conversations. But that's the whole point is that this seems to be the only fucking issue in his life where he chooses to be this passive bystander. And I'm like, you have an opinion about every fucking thing that goes on in Shida's life, but this? Like right, and he has like to give Mr. his wife her place. Like he needs to like be like you know, talk to his ex-wife and say like you know what like it was wrong for you to come to our home and like he has to defend his wife. You know, like I feel like if you're married, like that's like the but whole thing. Won't. You know, mm-hmm. but he won't, and that's crazy to me. And he needed to have that conversation with Shahida like behind the scenes. Like you know I what else know. I, I really actually weird. hated. You know what else I hated about Bilal. What? was when he made the comment when they were in the car and he was like you're muslim right and was like holding her to this religious standard Ugh. of how she should be acting mm-hmm. and i was like "Ooh, Bilal, you're muslim right because i have a lot of things to say to you and i just was kind of it was there yeah i just i'm sorry osmari i feel like you came into this with so much hope for that man and i i there will never be a day where i support him i fucking hate him regretting everything i said before no and that was my first thought i was like oh he looks really good but then deep down i was like he's a fucking asshole (laughs) yeah i don't know he's a gaslighter he's a gaslighter for sure but I don't He's know. Like, we'll see. And I'm like, I hope your theory is true that she's pregnant because I know that's what she really wants. But then again, that's going to tie her to him forever. So we'll see what happens. And if he even starts her business, I wonder what's happening with that too. 
because that I mean, was part all, of the prenup. I mean, Kaya, you saw the Reddit thread about Bilal being a broke fraud, right? Yeah, so I did like, see that. Yeah, so like we all, but I mean, I think the fact that they did a wedding in their living room should tell us a lot about Bilal's financial situation. So I just, and like his sister having to hand make the gown and all of that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like we, I don't know. I feel like I just really, I wish she wasn't pregnant. I wish she would just go back to Trinidad because I just think that he is one of those men who posts on Facebook about alpha men and women being submissive. Oh, I bet he likes Andrew Tate. I was uh, just about to say that. He's probably an Andrew Tate fan. Ugh, or, no. or Joe Rogan. He probably uh, listens to Joe Rogan and is like, this man's the truth. Like, I oh, absolutely girl. believe that. Absolutely. Uh, uh. Uh, I feel like that was such a negative note to end on. I I hate Bilal. Well, we have what's going to happen next week, I feel. So I feel like we can can focus on that to end it on a happy note. Okay, let's let's talk about next week. The biggest news of next week is that Mima is back. I can't (laughs) fucking wait. (laughs) I'm so excited to see her. I know she's so problematic and she's definitely racist. But, like, the image yeah. of her taking apart Michael's car and somebody, maybe it was a producer, I don't know, saying, Michael, she's taking apart your car. You need to get the fuck out here. Top 10. Like a neighbor. <laughs> no, again, so I just, just want to pose the question. Did she fly to Africa to take apart a Nissan Altima? I just... <laughs> the, I just, honest to God, she's goals because I want to be able to take apart a Nissan Altima when I'm her age. I want to be ripping cars apart with Ray. to the U.S.? Did he never make it to the U.S.? No, I don't think he did. The last time we saw them, they broke up. Yeah. So I, as far as what I, these are my predictions. I think that they are still legally married. Mm. And I think that she's going to Africa to get a divorce. That's why, oh. that's why I think maybe she's there, but I, I have no clue because he's, he's never came to America. That's a good okay. theory, actually. Yeah. Like the way he was reacting and what they were showing, I thought he was about to fight her because there was literally people too. like separating them. And I was like, he's about to friggin' sog her in the face. I could only not, hope. Of course, I mean, of course, like I would not want that to happen, but like there were people in there separating them. I was like, like he's about to sock her in the face like he was not having it crazy (sighs) okay next we have osmari's absolute favorite big ed and liz are back but everything that they've showed repulsed (laughs) me when she was giving him a massage i wanted to throw up when he said she calls me daddy i wanted to (laughs) like no Imagine being her father. I'm sorry. <gasps> Imagine being Liz's father. Oh, oh my god. Oh. And also, did you guys when Naked Ed came on the screen, I wasn't prepared. I wasn't ready. My jaw was on the ground and not because I was like, ooh, I was like they're not showing this man <laughs> naked on the screen right now. Like he will do anything for clout. <laughs> Can I ask you guys something? Would you wax your partner's back hair? Would you do that? No, absolutely not. Me neither. Would you, Osmari? Okay, I'm going to show you a photo of a frog. This is a meme that I'm sure you've seen, but this is what Big Ed looked like. 
Oh, my oh my god. <laughs> so that's the oh my butt. god. And then that's the neck. So I, maybe I'll add that. Maybe I'll add that to yeah, the should. Insta so our followers Definitely. can see that photo. That is literally just, what when Ed walked out, his just general shape. I mean, he he look, I don't even I don't even feel bad for calling out his shape, right? He monetizes and capitalizes it. The more we talk about real. Big Ed and his shape, the better for him. He's very spherical. And then it was very, it was very tight. It was a tighter V than what Tiny I was legs. expecting. Agreed. He was very like, rotund. Yes. Yeah. And I'm not one for body shaming or anything, but all I could think was like, why you built like that? Like, what is going on? And I was just like, no, like just him be so round, his legs literally looking like two little sticks. And, and then I just I couldn't just... stop thinking of how he's like, she calls me daddy. And I was like, oh. Well, what I think doing? this is the thing. He can't move his neck for real. So I'm like, I don't, there's a, again, I'm just thinking out loud as a woman, there's a lot of things that men need to do with their necks. And if you can't do those things, I don't know. I don't know why she's calling you daddy. Like, I, and I also, I just, a, a counterpoint to the whole daddy discussion. He has a daughter that is like she, Liz's She age. has a son literally her age literally her age guys like and so he is make he is having her call him daddy he has a child that i think is at okay. liz's age or a little bit older like that's gross quick poll quick poll if you're ed's daughter do you ever speak to him again no no honestly never. no never okay. again no, actually i think that the daughter is a little older than liz because i think i remember that from i think she was in a tell-all or said something that's about her relationship I'm pretty sure she's a little older, which is like more cringe and disgusting for her, I'm sure. Because she's only like 26 or 27. Like she's our age, isn't she? That's like Osmari fucking big Ed. (gasps) Absolutely not. No, never. Um, Not in this lifetime, not in the next. So that's pretty much all we got though. I mean, my predictions for them are pretty much that they get in a lot of fights. I mean, we saw her be like, I'm done with him. I think they end up together because they're both kind of desperate and they just fight a lot. I don't know. Could be fun. Ed's always a good time to watch the fight. I'm excited to see him accuse her of being a lesbian. Oh, oh my gosh, sure. yes. Yeah. Right. I mean, I think they're for sure like the people they're gonna focus on the most next week is gonna be Angela and Michael and um Big Ed and Liz. I feel like Agreed. we're gonna get so much of them next week. Yeah, so we'll we'll probably have a better prediction for the rest of the season then. Um, so we also have Jovi and Yara. We kind of mentioned this earlier. We're gonna get a war storyline on what's mm-hmm. going on with Ukraine. Obviously, everyone stands with Ukraine on this issue, but um, we're going to see that. That's really sad. Um, I know that Natalie's not on this season, but she is going to be on Single Life, so I'm sure that we will also get a war Ukrainian storyline there as well um, next month. Um, and then I just kind of want to move right along um, to Jenny and Sumit. What what did we have? What do we have to look forward to? Honestly, I don't know, just I, I don't know if they'll move. I don't think they will either. I think this is sort of some Matt Sharp uh, fraud, to be honest. I don't buy it. Okay, so we'll, we'll see. see. It could yeah, just we'll be see. more arguing. Um, we've got Andre and the family of Libby, who, again, I, if, if the whole season is just Andre yelling at Chuck or Charlie, that's really, again, all I could ask for. I want to hear Libby sing. Honestly, at one point, I would like a Libby single. 
<laughs> oh gosh. Well, Maybe. we do know that at least what's coming up is that he's going to have, he's going to talk to the sisters and remember it looked like they were about to get into a fight. So we'll see what happens there. That's right. Andre yelling, you're jealous of me to sister Becky sent me over the edge. <laughs> uh, it's honestly, it's also the fact that the sisters, like her name is Becky. Like, have you ever, like, imagine every woman named Becky you ever have heard or seen of. Like, whether you know them personally, like, Becky is always like a bad person, like inside always. and out. Like even like Beyonce songs, like Becky is a bad person and like her sister is no different. And so I just, again, it goes back to the cesspool of like all of them, like trying to flex on each other constantly. It's so weird. It's so toxic. I can't wait to see them yell because every time they yell, it just, it's so white. It's just, it is. it's so white. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Okay, um, Usman and Kim, my absolute fave. I think she's going to go to Africa. If it's not next week, it'll be the next week. We'll get to see her in Africa. Yeah. I think that drama will ensue. I I just think that it's going to be fight after fight after fight. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm just seeing a theme here. We're going to see a lot of fights this season. I can't wait. Yeah. It's going to be a great season. I'm so excited. Um, I see here we do I just one last note we do have about Big Ed and Liz is that we didn't bring up is the promo scene of Liz running to the 7-Eleven um, <laughs> it's kind of like it's kind of like the scene where like we saw this week where like there's the rainstorm and then like they move inside like why are we keeping this um, I just I want to know why we're watching a full 30 second of her running what caused that what did Big Ed do I think it, there was like obvious. a bar fight or something happened at the bar and then she left. So I I just can't wait because I know next week's episode is going to be like a lot of them and like what's been going on. And I feel like because I feel like allegation stuff about him didn't come out until like, af- yeah, of course, after his mm-hmm. season. So like, I wonder if they're going to touch on any of that. And like, I don't know. We'll have to see. Like, because I feel like a lot has happened in his life before, obviously, all of this. So I wonder what they're actually going to talk about. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think that wraps up episode one officially. Um, So thank you guys all for joining. We have talked about a lot today. I really appreciate your thoughts. Uh, This has just been enlightening. I think that we clearly all hate some people. We all love some people, but nonetheless, we're very excited to see where the season goes. So thank you for our listeners who joined with us today and we'll see you guys next week. Bye guys. Bye guys.